My entitled neighbor demands that I watch her kids, claiming that I just don't understand how hard it is, despite the fact that I have kids of my own and I have enough on my plate as it is. And when I told her that no, I can't watch her kids all the time, she got offended and said I was being judgmental. And I've never been more blown away by somebody's entitlement in my life. Here's what happened. So shortly after we bought our first home, I went next door to meet the wife who lived across the street. I had already met her kids as she sent them to our house to play while we we were unpacking, and I really should have known right then and there that this wasn't going to be good. But honestly, I was excited to see that she had kids close to my children's age. I had my first child a month after I turned 18. For years, it was a struggle for me to find mom friends. The woman I wanted to be friends with looked at me like I was a child, and the moms I found my age were more interested in dumping their kids and partying. I thought I might have finally found my perfect opportunity for a great mom friend, plus she lived right across the street. So I walked over and I introduced myself to her. We got to talking and she told me it was her and her husband's anniversary. I asked her if they had plans and she said, well actually I wanted to ask you if you'd do me a solid and watch the kids while I go on a date. Now when she said this I was a bit taken back. She didn't even know me. I mean I'm weird about leaving my kids with just about anyone but then I figured this poor lady must be desperate and since it was her anniversary after all I agreed to go ahead and do it. My children were 10 months and 6 years old at the time, and she had a one-year-old, a three-year-old, and a five-year-old. Watching her kids on top of mine was definitely a chore, but I get through it, and I was happy to give her their date night. I ended up getting a little gas station job that worked outside my husband's shift. My husband worked second shift, would get home around one, stay up until six in the morning because he couldn't quite fall asleep, and then sleep until half an hour before he had to leave again. In order to make it work, I would open the gas station early hours, work four to six hours a day on the weekdays and every other weekend, and I'd keep my kids up until 9 so they would sleep in until I got home. I was working part-time 32 hours a week, but would also take care of everything else until it was the weekend, and I could then get help from my husband. To say I was exhausted is an understatement. Here's where the really entitled part starts to come in, though. My neighbor started to watch to see me arrive home and then send her children, her very small children, over to my house to ask if they could play at my house. And at those ages, I had to constantly supervise them. Her kids also lacked total boundaries and manners. I could excuse it by saying that they were little, but even the one closest to my daughter's age was really bad. They would eat up all my kids' snacks, tornado through my home, and then when I would say it was time to clean up, they would literally just walk out the door. And because of this, I started telling them no whenever they came over. And that's where things really started to get weird. After consistently telling them no when Saturday night rolled around, my neighbor and her husband came over to supposedly say hi to my husband and myself. We were chatting maybe a minute when my neighbor said to me, you really need to watch my kids. You have no idea how hard it is. I thought to myself, excuse me? I told her straight up that yes, I do know how hard it is. I told her I first became a mother just five months after I graduated high school and she had her first at the age I had my last. I told her that I had been working 32 hours a week waking up at 3 in the morning. She then interrupted me there by saying that me going back to work is a break. She was a stay-at-home mom, but if she really did feel that way, she could also go get a job opposite her husband's 9-to-5 work schedule. And she also had his help all week after work. I told her that in the situation I was personally in, being a stay-at-home mom would be easier. I was still doing all the work that I did when I stayed home, but then would have to go off to work. She then twisted it around like I was saying that being a stay-at-home mom was easy, which it's not. I had already had a few year-long periods 
periods of staying at home and it wasn't what I said. She then said to me, you're being judgmental. And then she stomped off saying that I just simply didn't understand her. Now this is just one of many stories involving this lady. She made my life a living nightmare for the five years that we live next to each other. And this is probably the most PG rated story of them all. But it honestly just fits perfectly. But here's the real kicker. If she had even shown any interest of wanting to be my friend versus someone that she just wanted to use, I probably would have helped her to my own detriment. She was able to worm herself back into using me for free childcare, but those are stories for another time. Wow, that lady seriously was very entitled. Like, she literally just said, okay, I'm gonna send my kids to your place. You just really need to watch them. I just don't know what to do with them. Like, lady, are you kidding me? No one should have to be a free babysitter for anybody. Like, that's just not fair at all. She was even sending her small children over to your house, probably just to try and guilt trip you into saying yes. Like, that is seriously so messed up, and she really should not have done that. So honestly, good for you for putting your foot down and not taking that for a second, because that lady was being incredibly entitled. And honestly, no one should ever have to deal with that in the slightest. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description. Also, go to amithejerk.com slash submit if you would like to submit your own stories. Am I the Jerk for making my husband leave a wedding reception with me early and thus making him upset the next day. Here's what happened. My husband and I have been married for eight years and have two kids together. And I'm also currently seven months pregnant with our third child. This has been by far my worst pregnancy. Overall health-wise, me and the baby are fine. There's no major issues. But the general fatigue and discomfort of being pregnant while also having two other kids to take care of is honestly wearing on me. I've also had more nausea and terrible heartburn. As a result of me being tired literally all the time, my husband has had to take on a lot of additional household and childcare duties. And he's been great about it. And things are still running smoothly, even though I can only do about 30% of the household and kid stuff that I would usually do. This past weekend, we attended a wedding for one of my friends from college. My husband knows a lot of people in this friend group, and he was really looking forward to some adult social interaction. The wedding was a three-hour drive from our place, so he got his parents to babysit and booked a hotel so that we wouldn't have to drive home and we could enjoy the reception. I felt fine all day up until about halfway through the reception. I mean, it was like hitting a wall energy-wise, and I started getting terrible heartburn. My husband was off mingling with people, while I pretty much just sat at a table for over an hour, talking with whoever came by to say hi. My husband eventually came over to check on me, and I told him that I wasn't feeling well and I wanted to leave. He then asked if I would be comfortable taking the shuttle back to the hotel by myself, so that he could stick around and keep socializing. But I told him that I want him to come back to the room with me in case I start feeling worse so that he can take care of me. He didn't protest or argue with me, but he did give a big sigh as if to say, okay, fine. When we got back to the room, I was so exhausted that I fell asleep immediately. Fast forward to the next day and he was short with me all morning as we were getting ready to leave. A lot of one word answers kind of stuff. On the way home, I asked him what his deal was and he said he's frustrated that I made him go back to the room with me only for me to then just fall asleep. He said if he knew I was going to just fall asleep, he would have stayed at the reception for much longer. He said that this was the first social interaction he has had in months and with a new baby coming, it will probably be his last social interaction like that for several months. I told him that I didn't make him come back with me. I just told him I wanted him there in case I felt worse. I also told him that my health should be his priority over any other social event. He said that wasn't really giving him a choice because if he stayed, even 
if I fell asleep right away like I did, I would still hold it against him that he chose wrong. He said that he was just enjoying behaving like an adult instead of a dad for one night, and he's allowed to be frustrated that this was cut short. Now, it might just be my hormones, but his attitude is making me feel guilty about all of this. So am I the jerk for making my husband leave a wedding reception with me? Honestly, I need to side with a husband at this point. I really think that it's not fair for you to pretend like you didn't make him leave, when in reality, you straight up told him, yes, I want you to come home with me in case I don't feel good. And he listened because that's what you wanted him to do, even though he didn't want to do that. And maybe I'm going to sound mean for what I'm about to say, but seriously, it's just heartburn. I'm sure there's some kind of medicine you can take to help that heartburn that will not affect your pregnancy and will still allow your husband to have some kind of social interaction. The way you're treating him is honestly very much manipulative, and it makes it seem like, oh, this is your problem. And clearly your husband has run into this before, because whenever he doesn't make the right choice, whatever that choice should be, you hold it over his head and make sure he doesn't forget it. Like, honestly, there's no reason you couldn't have taken the shuttle back to the hotel and just relaxed and laid down for the night. It really would not have been that hard. But instead, you decided to drag your husband back to the room with you. Also, you could just fall asleep. Like, literally, I would be upset as well. And also, how on earth is he supposed to take care of you when you have heartburn? There is literally nothing that he can do to fix that situation. So yeah, in my opinion, I absolutely think you're a jerk because there's no reason why your husband couldn't have stuck around and enjoyed some socializing. I found out that my girlfriend has been lying about her financial situation, and at this point, I seriously don't know what to do. So my girlfriend and I have been together going on two years now, and I've been planning on proposing to her soon. We talk finances all the time and have been planning on saving for a home in the near future, and according to her, she has about $40,000 in savings, and I have a little over $30,000. Everything has been working out great for us, and I told her I need to see her bank account, as well as her credit balance, before I would be comfortable proposing. She seemed pretty startled when I asked about it, which makes sense because I did ask out of nowhere, but she knows how serious I am on finances. I open her debit account, and I see that she has roughly $1,000 in checking and about $4,000 in savings. But the real kicker is that she has $8,000 cash advance from her credit card with that bank. I then call her other credit card, and she is sitting on a balance of about $6,000 there as well. This revelation shocked me, considering that she doesn't have any large expenses. I mean, I fully pay for rent and her car is paid off. So I am curious how this even happened. I proceed to confront her on what is going on and she acts confused, but tells me that all the money she took out in cash and she has it, but she just doesn't trust the bank. Okay, that's fair. If that is your belief, then no problem. I will just go in and be able to see that you withdrew $40,000 over the last two years. Well, it turns out that these cash withdrawals are nowhere near $40,000 and instead it's closer to about $8,000. As you can tell by now, all of this really stunned me and I had to take a step back and try to evaluate this from an unbiased view. I thought maybe the savings is in an investment account. Maybe the bank messed up in showing the transaction. Maybe I just missed it on my end. So now at this point, I'm very skeptical and I don't know how to feel about this situation. I was never told about the credit card debt and I wouldn't have cared if she just told me. But I do care about this because now our whole future has been derailed and my trust is at an all-time low. It also doesn't help that when I originally asked her to show me the cash withdrawals, she edited a bank statement to show the withdrawals, which I immediately noticed were fake. And when I called her out on it, she wouldn't admit that she faked it for almost a week. I didn't check what she was spending her money on. I mean, her money is her business and she is free to spend it on whatever she wants. But I don't want to be told that you're 
saving a certain amount of dollars because I'm going to make plans for the future based on what I'm being told. In a last ditch effort, I went in and added up all she spent in the last two years and I subtracted it from her post-tax income over the two years and there is no way it would be possible for her to make $40,000 in savings. So honestly, if you were in my shoes, what would you do? I really do not know how to deal with this or if this is something that can even be fixed. I am very much on the verge of ending it all. But what if she's being honest? What if I throw it all away and she really didn't do anything wrong? What should I do? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It really doesn't sound like she's telling the truth. Like, straight up, it really seems like she's lying to you. And that is really not fair for you in the slightest. Like, think about it. You're trying to get this stuff together. You're trying to get things going and have some kind of future with her. But here she is lying about how much money is saved up. Like, why would she do that? That seems so counterintuitive with your future spouse. I mean, that's a lot of lying about her money. Either she was too embarrassed to tell you the truth, or if she lied to try and deceive you, whatever the truth is in that regard, I personally think that this is a massive red flag and a huge deal when it comes to your future. She literally tried to change a bank statement to show a different record of her bank account. She literally kept lying to you for over a week until she finally said yes I changed it or whatever she said. Like that is honestly crazy to me and there's no reason to act like that. So hopefully you could see how sketchy this really is because the way she lied to you is really not good and if I was in your shoes I absolutely would not ignore that. My entitled neighbor won't stop smoking the herb under our flat and it's starting to make me feel sick and I seriously don't know what to do. I do not know what to do about this situation and I could really use some insight. My neighbor, we'll call him John, that's not his real name, has been smoking the herb, if you know what I mean, for as long as we have lived in the flat above his. He lives with his girlfriend, who is semi-friends with my sister, who I live with. My sister is friends with her cousin and then they exchanged numbers when we moved in. I also send her down cookies and a basket on a rope from our balcony whenever I bake a batch, so we are on friendly terms for the most part. My sister also has a newborn baby. Now, I normally don't care what you do in your spare time. If it doesn't affect me and doesn't hurt anyone else, it's none of my business. But the trouble is, is that this does affect me. I'm autistic, and I have some pretty bad sensory issues. Loud noises and strong smells can really stress me out, so you can imagine what it must feel like to come home after a long, horrible eight-hour workday, hoping to have a nice, relaxing night, only to then 
then find out that your flat smells like the herb. And it's a very strong smell that makes me feel like I'm choking. We have spoken to John's girlfriend, and she has said he's gonna quit for the baby. And during the pregnancy, he did seem to limit the smoking to once a week rather than twice a day, which still wasn't great, but it was a start. But the baby has been home for three days now, and in those three days, John has been smoking on his balcony multiple times a day. And as we are currently in the middle of a heat wave, we can't even close the windows anymore to try and block the smell. I'm really at the end of my tether now, and I've had so many meltdowns over this with so much ugly crying, it's not even funny. And I have debated on whether to report him to the landlord so many times. For the record, we both rent, and smoking or doing any kind of substance like that is absolutely not allowed in the building. The only reason I haven't is because of that baby, and also because of his girlfriend. They don't deserve to suffer just because I can't handle smells. I just feel like he's being super inconsiderate. It's too hot these days not to keep a window open, but I've been forced to close it anyways, and there have been so many moments over the past few months when I've just wanted to relax on my balcony that we pay extra for in rent and council tax, only to then be chased off by the smell. It's not fair. I should be able to relax and enjoy myself and feel safe in my own home, but I can't even do that. I'm at my wit's end, and I'm crying every day now over the nauseating feeling I get when I walk through the door. It's not fair and I don't know what to do. Can anyone give me advice? What should I do? Yeah, John is being super inconsiderate. Honestly, if I was in your shoes, I would have already reported them to the landlord. I get that they're friends and I get there's some kind of history or whatever, but the fact of the matter is you can't do that in the apartment complex you live in. Sorry, buddy, but the smell is bothering me and I'm sick of it. It's not like this guy doesn't know that he can't be doing this and it's also not as if people haven't told him, hey, could you cut it out, please? So yeah, that's what I would be doing. I would be going to the landlord and say, hey, I want to report this anonymously, but my neighbor is absolutely smoking the herb. And that's not fair for me when I'm trying to deal with this stupid heat wave. And frankly, I just wouldn't care if he found out that I did it or not. Like we all signed an agreement saying we wouldn't do that in this apartment building. And I get it. He's on the balcony, but I'm pretty sure those apartment contracts usually have it spelled out that yes, just because you're on the balcony, it still means that you're on the property of the building itself. So yeah, that's what I would do if I was in that situation. I wouldn't want to put up with that smell either, and I'm surprised you've put up with it for as long as you have as well. Because I'm pretty sure if you tell the right people, this can be sorted out fairly quickly. Am I the jerk for not helping my sister leave my wedding on time? Here's what happened. So my wedding was on a small island, with the main boat taking everybody back at 1 in the morning. And this was a 45-minute journey. We paid for two additional boats, one at 8 p.m. and another at 10.30 p.m. for anyone who couldn't party until early morning. My sister sent us a message prior to the wedding and told us that she was trying to sort out her own private boat at 8 p.m. as she had to get my young nieces to bed. We told her we could organize one for her as we already had to get the photographer back at 8 p.m. and she thankfully agreed. Now, as a side note, she previously asked us to move our wedding date forward one week after we sent the save the dates out because my niece was starting school after the wedding weekend. We had asked for her input before we booked, specifically mentioning my nieces and school term times, and she told us to go ahead and book what we wanted. And so we did, and we chose to not move the dates as we booked and let all the guests know already. I feel this has been an issue of contention ever since. Now, back to the wedding night. I started the dance floor music early, so my niece could dance with us before they left, and my sister and brother-in-law really got into dancing with them as well. My wedding planner asked me who would be there on the 8 o'clock boat. I looked at my sister and I said, oh, my family, but I'm not sure which of them at the moment. This was an error on my part, as I should have specified 
side that I didn't know if my parents should also leave with my sister. My wedding planner then went on the DJ microphone and gave a notice that the first boat would be leaving in 10 minutes. My sister's family is still dancing, but I don't ask them to stop and leave to get the boat. Eventually, we all say goodbye. She then suddenly makes a beeline for me across the dance floor with a really angry look in her eyes. She then says to me, the boat left. I'm like, what? She then says to me, you told your wedding planner you didn't think we were going. I then said to her, oh no, that's not what I said. And she says to me, I'm now stuck here. And I said to her, yes, because I had no idea what to suggest on the spot. And she just storms away from me. I speak to my wedding planner who is apologizing profusely and saying she is calling around different boat companies to see if anyone can help us out. My nieces see me again and excitedly runs up to me to give me a hug. But my sister shouts, girls, come on. And they move away from me and my planner. And when she did that, it absolutely broke my heart. My husband asked his family for cash as a new boat was available and sorted them out. Meanwhile, I cried in a toilet cubicle. She messaged us both the next day saying that we hope we had a nice night and I wish my niece a good first day at school in response. Ever since then, we haven't really spoken to each other. I can't tell if she's mad at me or if she is mad that I'm possibly mad at her. Either way, I can't lose the anxiety. And at this point, I seriously don't know what to do. Okay, first off, your sister should have been more attentive to the time. If she knew that she had to leave at a specific time, she should have been planning with you to make sure that was going to happen. The fact that she missed the boat is not your fault. That is literally all her fault. Also, her reaction to that was completely out of line. She seriously should have done better, and she should have been a little bit more compassionate about your wedding situation. It's not like you did it on purpose. Why is she trying to spoil the mood? All because she was too irresponsible to gather her kids and get out of there. That is literally not your fault. Like, did she think the boat was going to be specifically held for her? Like, come on, you've got to be ridiculous. There was literally an announcement. Did you really not hear what was happening? So no, you're not the jerk in this situation. Your sister is absolutely a jerk and there's no reason for her to talk to you like that in the slightest. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, check out the playlist at the top of the description. And if you want some vibey music to put on in the background, check out Easy Mode. If you like Am I the Jerk, check out Am I the Genius. Everything will be linked in the description.